Bare Naked ABCs, where we review every Bare Naked Lady song in alphabetical order from 7 to Y. Uh, two weeks ago, we did a little reshuffling as we... Wait. Am I forgetting <laughs> something? I, sw I swear I am. Well, anyways, we went backwards to cover Buddy Holly, but it's one step back and two steps forward as we discuss another D song this week. We are without Aaron this week, but we do have Michelle. Hello. And I am very happy to say that we have joining us this week, Mill from Get Bare Naked, the official Bare Naked Ladies fan site. Um, not Ladies Room anymore. I mean, technically, I'm not part of Get Bare Naked. I just they just host my thing, but yeah, um, it's not really an official fan site either. But oh, they label themselves as the official website. Oh yeah, they do. I asked Liam about that. It's got the banner, but it's not technically official. I think he's just uh, <laughs> showing off. Liam, get one over on the Bare Naked fans. I I had the wonderful uh, luck to meet Liam after his concert with Stephen Page last year, so. He's actually a really funny guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Mill is part of the team that brings us the Bare Naked News once a month. They host some of their articles once per month, which is the most entertaining and educational source of everything Bare Naked Ladies related that I have seen. They have great stories, news, photographs, and yes, sometimes they even have drawings. And speaking of drawings, that is the song that we will be covering this week. It is Drawing from the 2007 Snack Time album. <laughs> I don't think we've had a drawing in the newsletter that I can think of. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. And so it's also on Bare Naked Ladies Rocks Red Rock album as well. They played it live in Red Rocks. So we have two different versions plus a video to discuss this week. Uh, since we don't have Aaron, we're not going to do any musical breakdown because I don't I don't have the m musical expertise to break down the music. And hopefully he'll be sending us um, a breakdown that I can edit in right here. But while we're waiting for that, um, let's play a little snippet of the song. There's a blueberry pancake flying in the sky. I can see it. I can see it. And there's a castle in the cloud and it's floating on by. Can you see it? Let's talk a little bit about the song. Um, Michelle, would you like to start us off? Sure. I liked the song. I know that sometimes if Aaron was here, like I know Aaron's not a fan of the kid albums, but <laughs> I really, the as soon as I started listening to this song, the first thing that popped into my head was Devo. It has kind of a Devo feel to it. I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> yep. And and the I liked it. You know, I liked the song. It's sort of a weird sound. Not necessarily... I mean, the, the lyrics are definitely kind of based towards kids, but the sound of it is definitely not what I would technically call a kid's song. But I liked it. It was cool. I thought it was a cool, different, edgy kind of song. Mill, what did you think of the song? Um... I mean, because you always talk about Snack Time being a children's album, you always label it a children's album, but to me, 
I guess maybe because I'm a lot younger than the two of you. It's not, um, <laughs> it's not just a children's album. It's to me, it's like an album on the same par as all the other ones. So I find it very strange to kind of label it like that because I don't know when I listen back to your episodes and you're talking about like alcohol or their breakup songs and you like you keep saying things like oh yeah everyone's been through a breakup like that or had alcohol uh, hangovers like that and I've never drunk alcohol or been in a relationship so I'm where snack time is like I much more relate to drawing because I do draw and things like that so <laughs> to me it really it's interesting that's an interesting yeah. distinction yeah no um I really like drawing because Kevin's drawings mean like a lot to me like I have like literally two on the wall opposite where I'm facing right now one that I bought and one that he gave me when we met and wow I don't wow. know they really they really speak to me his art style so I don't like the references to that but um I don't know I find the uh I guess the, the particular things like the hippopotamus on the bike a bit silly but the whole the whole Music is really good, even if the lyrics could be perhaps more creative. That's my only one little peeve with it. Well, yeah, and they, and they like to be very experimental with this album. They wanted to see how many different types of music they could put out there with this, and they just wanted to have fun with it, which is great. You know, I think that if they're if they're out, their record label is telling them they have to do a certain thing, they're like, all right, well, let's have fun then. Yeah, I think... They, I think there's something on there that they they took. Is it this song that there's like a Led Zeppelin reference in it or something? Oh, yes. Song, so. oh yes. It's like rock and roll song or something like. Oh, on Red Rocks. I'm too way too. Yeah, I'm way too young for Led Zeppelin, so I don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, that's one of my favorite covers that they do is them covering Led Zeppelin at Red Rocks. Yeah. It's Tyler. I can't wait to get to that one because. Tyler is doing the singing, and it's like, nice. And you have Ed actually playing the drums, and it's like, yeah, Ed can hold his own. I enjoyed the um, the clip of Tyler singing this song, Drawing, at Red Rocks. It was fun. Like it, This seemed like the perfect song for Tyler to sing. You know, it's just kind of a different sound for them a little bit, and it's more edgy is the word that I keep coming back to. But it's, I loved that Tyler sang it live it was great yeah it fits his... it's kind of strange it's, Go ahead. it's such a kind of kevin song in the lyrics but it like on the album they use steve because it needs that power to the voice that yes. tyler has agreed yeah it wouldn't have sounded quite the same if kevin had been singing the lyrics it would have sounded almost no, dreamlike yes yeah, yeah he's, he sounds good in the background with the kind of draw draw drawing parts but right he couldn't do the main part which is funny because like one of the things that i wrote down about this song is that to me this was kind of like their lucy in the sky with diamonds type song for for the younger crowd hmm. and like because you know lucy in the sky with diamonds was written from from john's kids drawing that he had done and this was kind of once again them doing a, a similar thing but different type of music altogether. But I think that if Kevin had sung this song, it would have sounded very much similar to like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because of his vocal quality. Yeah, I, I could see that, yeah. Do we know if there are any instances of him singing the song? Because it would be kind of neat to hear that. I haven't found any. I was, I was 
going through the internet. I was on the internet until about midnight last night, searching feverishly for (laughs) stuff about this song, um, and wasn't able to find anything um, specifically. I don't remember having seen him do it in any of his theme buckle concerts, and I've watched like almost all of them. So <laughs> I, I am not a BNL fan. I sometimes say I'm a Kevin fan. So yeah, it's great to have a Kevin and fan that's... on because everyone knows I'm the Kevin. Ha- I drink the Kevin Haterade. So <laughs> yeah, I know you're all like big Steve fans. I'm over here, and like Steve is my least favorite of the six. So I'm very different. It's nice to have that balance. I like it. And I want to clarify that while while we have you on the show, I do not drink Kevin Haterade. It's just not my style. No, no. <laughs> I'm such a big fan. He, of Kevin he is Solo very good with this. Yeah, no, he's very good. I mean, his his singing is amazing. His playing is amazing. It's just not the style of music I typically listen to. Um, and so when I give it low scores, it's just because. You know, it would be like me going in and looking at a Jackson Pollock and I'd be like, yeah, not really Meh. into that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Michelangelo type fan. Because I'm um, the opposite with the art as so. well. So, <laughs> It's good yeah. to have different different opinions I mean, on the show, though. I think Kevin's songs, they always just kind of try and capture the mood of a single thought or idea. Whereas Steve and Ed kind of have more of a kind of story or a narrative to their song. Yes. I think that's the yes. big difference. Yes. I would completely agree. I agree with that. as well. Kevin's are very specific. Like he just captures that specific moment in time wonderfully. Whereas yeah. Steven and Ed are more like an emotional mess about things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's in- yeah. It's interesting because like Kevin's songs, like like Steve's songs, they often sound really happy, but they're about quite negative subjects whereas Kevin's songs kind of the opposite way around he's about they're often negative but they're kind of they sound a bit sad but they're kind of hopeful and positive yes which is, you so know like, what you Kevin are such opposites you're absolutely yes. right on that and I hadn't really thought about that but you're absolutely right as far as Kevin is concerned his songs are very hopeful even when they have that wistful feeling or that yeah, um, that sad feeling. Yeah. It's actually melancholy. Yeah, it's his one defining trait that yes really speaks to me. So that yep. is interesting. I had not thought about that. I appreciate that insight because yeah. that gives me a whole different in a doorway to go in on Kevin's songs. I'm gonna I have to. It- yeah, I think it comes from his life experience with the kind of, you know, the, the more difficult life experiences and oh, he's coming yes. through like cancer. I think that's where it comes from with him. Definitely. Whereas like Steve is still living with his bipolar and whatnot. So. Yes. Well, it's interesting given everything that, that Kevin has been through, like even his songs during that time, and we'll come to this around this time next year, we'll come to one of those songs uh, that he wrote during during his cancer treatments. Like, they're still very positive, uplifting type songs. Like he he uses his music to kind of lift him up rather than to be cathartic. Um, so you have songs like Hidden Sun where he's kind of speaking about this pain, but it is in a very positive light. Agree. So. Yeah, I mean that's because I, I live with like I live with a disability that means I'm kind of in pain about fifty percent of my waking life. So I find songs like Tired of Fighting with You like it speaks to me so much living with the kind of chronic pain that I do. So I think it's like the Mm -hmm. things that I've been through kind of let me relate to Kevin's struggles. 
I can't, well, the one going for me, but... Yeah, you connect to it more. Yeah, so even even the kind of happier things like drawing, to get back to the subject, is um, <laughs> I, I connect with that part of his life too. So. so I love the fade in with the drums on this song. So at the very beginning you have it and it's muffled drums and then it opens up into this like very like it still sounds like a mechanical drum beat, but it's but it just I like how it's unfolding like a flower at the very beginning of this song. Um, it's very different. I've never heard them do that with any other songs. You just feel like you're being kind of welcomed into the world quite slowly and gently. Well, <laughs> it's for drums. <laughs> now, in in London, in England, do you you guys use the term pencil crayons? Because I know that I've never heard that term here. Yeah, I think we, we tend to call them just crayons, but yes, we would call it a pencil crayon, the sort of colored thing that you kind of color throwing in with. So Right, yeah. Like here, I know we call them colored pencils. I've never heard that term before. I always thought he was saying pens and crayons as he was saying that line, and no. then I read it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. I think if you said a colored pencil, like you can get pencil tips like with different colors in it. I, I would be for something that you write with but like a, a pencil a crayon is for something that you color with it's like you can also get wax crayons so right a pencil crayon is just a graphite well graphite kind of tip thing or whatever they're made of so <laughs> well in the in the video that we'll get to in a minute like you could see like he he is using a pencil crayon he's using yes. a He's using what what I would call colored pencil, and so it's interesting that he uses that type of type of visual. And it must be a Canadian type term that I've never heard before. Yeah, I think it's Canadian. So the other thing I wanted to mention about the music is I love all the different sounds that Kevin is using on the keyboards throughout this, this yes. song. Yeah, this like, is, uh, he's not. Yeah, he's not sticking to any one particular sound on the keyboard you know he like when the ufos come up he changes it over to kind of this ufo yeah that part that part he brings it to life there like he's i think he probably goes through 10 different keyboard sounds like it must be like he's just sitting up there punching new numbers (laughs) all the time it was really inventive and normally i wouldn't like that in other songs i'd be like oh kind of just stick to something but with this song it fits so well because of the topic yeah it does stand out quite from other B&L songs. I can't think of many others that have this sort of like really heavy rock on one side, but are kind of really light lyrics. So kind yeah. of odd creative lyrics. So. Agreed. It's such a different sound for them. It's a, it's a unique song in their repertoire, in my opinion. And the other thing I like is that Stephen is doing what, what Ed typically does in the earlier songs. Um, and, and like Gordon and stuff like that, where he's throwing out these lines in between lyrics of like, don't stop and things like that. I think it's, I think it's Steven that's throwing those lines in there. Yeah, I think it is. So it's, it's really a different type of song and I love it. Um, I love the encouraging imagination. This is one of those songs by Kevin that I really like because Kevin's songs very much are ethereal. They're very much, um, in a lot of ways, I can't think of the word that I'm going for here, but uh, abstract. And, you know, I'm not a person that loves abstract art. And and that's probably why I veer away from Kevin more. 
um, because his songs do tend to be a little bit more abstract, less specifically about a storyline like you were saying, and more like this abstract thought that kind of goes into it and and a very different way of kind of painting the canvas. You know, instead of a instead of strong details that like of a Michelangelo, you have like a watercolor, which is very beautiful with without the ton of detail behind it. But I like that in this song because he's using very vivid pictures without a story, so to speak, to give you the feeling of what he's going for, like with the blueberry pancakes in the in the sky, and the purple hippopotamus riding on the bike. Like he paints the picture very brightly and vividly of what he wants to tell you, which is, kids, you should enjoy drawing, be imaginative, have fun. Yeah, I mean, he said that, like, Vegetable Town came from the kinds of things that he would draw and create as a child, because he's always been that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when we get onto, like, the music video and stuff, I can... I know the kind of background to how his his art, so I'll get into that maybe when we get to his, the music video, because that, yeah. that's full of his drawing, so... Let's talk a little bit about the video. You said you had some... I mean, I was going to put this in the newsletter last month, but then I was then I found out we were going to be recording this and I didn't want you to get the jump on it, so um, <laughs> I have kept this for this um, the episode. But um, there, there was an interview with Kevin that was about his drawing specifically, and it was sort of talked about... Um, I mean, it, it, he's been drawing for like as long as he can remember, he said, um, but he didn't really start um, sharing it music well with his kind of music fans until if you look in the liner notes of his album h-wing which is his second solo album there are lots there's like little just the little kind of individual creatures or whatever you think they are uh appearing there and he started getting good feedback on that and it kind of slowly made him less shy about it and that's why it kind of grew and grew and eventually became the snack time kind of level that now they're just all over the album like he and did he do the pictures for bare naked ladies are me and bare naked ladies are men no that's team macho which is actually one of his um inspirations he listed off like his biggest inspirations i mean they range from like actual artists like dubuffet and novel morisot who is he references in some of his solo songs that he loves them so much he's done songs about them but there's also um, First Nations artists, Pudlo Padlet is one of his biggest influences. But there's also Dr. Zeus, which I think everyone could probably see. In. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, he also references like Bob Dylan and uh, John, I assume, John Lennon, because they were also drawing artists on the side. Yeah. Think, so he, he lists off like so many influences that now you had said that you actually have he made a picture for you well it was a, it was kind of like when when we met i had a drawing that i had done for him which was of i mean it had him but it had like all of his songs depicted as like pictures on a wall behind him and um he was so impressed with it like he went into the tour bus and he brought out like one of his prints with and he wrote a, a message on the back for me just for me and so Wow, that's wow. awesome. I, I I kind of just assumed that maybe he did that with everyone that um he met, like fans of his, but uh, okay, maybe not. No, I don't think so. That's a I, really special thing. Wow. I would think that would be not something that he would do all the time. That's amazing. He must have just been so impressed with your gift for him that he just was moved to do that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's on his Instagram, so I can... 
give you the link for that if you want to see what I drew for him. So. Oh, cool. I'll definitely look on Instagram. Yes. I would love to see that. I don't have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm the one that runs all the, all the uh, wonderful websites that we have, I... I... <laughs> I'm the least technologically savvy of the three of us that, that do the podcast. The video is interesting. So they bring Kevin's pictures to life. They, Kevin has all these different pictures that he's drawn over over the years and, and that he used for specifically for snack time. Matter of fact, they even start with the out the, the cover for snack time as their intro for this video. And it it definitely I like the fact that it matches the song like all the all the little drawings that go through it match the song the feeling matches the song i even love how they use a little code in there at one point they the guys got when they come to um i can show it to you he's got the little message that comes out of his head and it's written in in cipher of i can show it to you if you break it down if you actually hit pause like i did um, yeah it's, it's called a dingbat in england i don't know what you call them in america but um i know it's something else so I, do those I think that would be the proper term, too. <laughs> yes. I do those occasionally in the newsletter, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I've done, I did, like, one for cloud maintenance and another one. I'm not, okay, I'm going to get the wrong one and give the next one away because I think there's one coming soon. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at that one again. Spoilers. <laughs> so, I like that. I, the only thing I didn't like so much was not that the drawings weren't good. It just wasn't my style. It's, you know, I, once again, I'm like more of a Michelangelo, Da Vinci type person, just very classical. And so it didn't match up with the style of, of drawing that I'm used to liking and seeing. But it was very, very talented. And and we'll get to it in a little bit. My kids love the video. So it definitely it definitely hits with the, you know, with a crowd. So, yeah, I know it didn't really have many views compared to their other videos on um like, you know, their actual kind of one week and so well maybe not one week is the best choice but you know the, the kind of pinch me and so forth it it doesn't seem to be quite as popular with the adult crowd so <laughs> well and it doesn't it doesn't have as many views as 789 even which was which is odd because i would think that this would be more of the video that would capture their imagination and interest so i know i thought i was just thinking is 789 one of the singles from the album i don't think drawn mm. It has, might has. be. I know Polywog in a Bog was. I don't know if 789 was. It I don't know. They don't tend to make videos unless it's a single. So we'll just have to check that. But I feel like this song is such a different example of what the Bare Naked Ladies do. But it's cool. I enjoyed it. I'm just glad that they had one song that kind of showcases Kevin's art, really, to kind of introduce yes. that to people. Because, I mean, yes. he's had, he had... Um, he did once have a show at the um, Art Gallery of Ontario in Toronto. So, but aside from that, he's not really ever had much recognition as a visual artist and like a musician. I mean, the whole Snack Time album, I think, was quite. In, uh, I think he had quite a big hand in it because of his kind of childlike nature and such. The, from everything from the the book to the, well, a lot of the songs. I mean, he did quite a lot for. Back then, they, he didn't write quite so many songs per album, but this one he did. So do we want to switch over to some numbers here? Sure. 
Mill, for our rating system, it sounds like you are familiar with um, the podcast. Yes. But um, I always come up with a different thing that kind of strikes me for for the ratings. And because my original impression of this was so much related to Devo, that we're going to give the rating system, we're going to do the energy domes. Um, and that's those red hats that Devo used to wear they're famous for um so we're gonna we're gonna rate by how many energy domes do you give this song and I guess I will go first I enjoyed the song it's definitely a different sound but I have to say Mill with you being on this episode already I'm getting a bigger appreciation for Kevin and I'm getting a different insight to Kevin than I had previously. So I'm, I find that really refreshing. And I give this song 3.5 energy domes. And I don't know who would like to go for next Tracy. Um, no, or would you Mil? like to go? Cause I got to pull up my rankings here. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, at some point I do need to ask who Devo is. Cause I think I'm too young for that as well. <laughs> You're definitely yes. way too young. They were in the uh, late 70s and early 80s, and they're definitely a band unto themselves, yes. for sure. Okay. Their, their biggest song that they had was Whip It. Uh... But it, it was definitely... It's very experimental, avant-garde type um, electro music. Yeah. Is the best way to describe yes. it i think exactly. kevin might have listed them as like a band that he's a fan of <laughs> I yeah he it. did yeah on, on one of the websites i do remember him saying that he was a big fan of them oh, okay anyway um oh and the scale is yeah, yeah one to five one being the lowest and five being the highest no, in I case that. you didn't um i mean it, it's a song that i will i tend to tune out to it when i listen to it but i I will never like. I don't think I ever really skip it though because it's just so powerful and energetic, and it always tends to fit with. I mean, I often listen to music while I'm writing, so it really has that creative energy to it for when you're writing. I would give it. Uh, I gave it four point five energy times. So. Wow! Ooh, nice. nice, nice, perfect. Okay, Tracy. All how, right. How so many... I know I'm usually very harsh on Kevin. <laughs> this is one of his songs that I actually really enjoy though. Um, for all the things that, that it makes it Kevin. Um, and and it's, even though it's sung by Steven, you can tell when it, when you're listening to it, that it's Kevin. Oh yeah. But the, the whole aspect of it is, is Kevin and, and it is perfect for, for everything about it. Um, so I give it, um, I know it's a song I'll listen to over over the car. It's one of the ones on the album I continue liking to listen to with the kids. Um, so I would say 3.5. All right. So that brings it to a 3.83 Devo Energy Domes. And that, um, let me look on our list here. That brings it right below uh, Celebrity. It's right below Celebrity. And it's just above beautiful and aluminum or aluminium and we're good <laughs> aluminium <laughs> and we're gonna get um aaron's feedback later on oh. and we'll plug that in right here if we get it so that might change um, things when we get it. 
That might change it, but for now, that's where it, where it lies. Excellent. Now, as always, with the kids' albums, we like to get a kid point of view on how the songs were. So, I'm going to ask my children now what they thought of this song and give us their ratings. Isabella, what did you think of tonight's song? I liked it. I would give it a four. What did you like about the song? I like that it like had so much imaginary stuff, like a pancake flying through the sky. I thought that was funny. What did you not like about the song? Hmm. Well, most songs are like boys are singing it, and like I haven't heard a song that girls sing in in a long time. Well, this is the same band every week. Of course, it's not going to be a different group. There's not going to be any girls in it. <laughs> There's no girls in the group. Is there anything that you would change about the song? No. Is there anything you would add to the song? Well, some funny things like a piece of paper flying in the sky. <laughs> you have a pretty good imagination. What would you what what kind of thing would you draw? I would put words that say spring has sprung. So Benjamin, tell me what you thought of the song drawing. It was one of the best songs I've ever heard. I like pretty much everything. Except it ended so abruptly. I would add a flame that is on the rocket's tip and a rocket is flying backward. A bear sleeping on a rocket. You would have added a bear sleeping on a rocket? I'd give it a 4.9.9. So you like this song more than a word for that. You like it more than bad day curious you like it a little bit less than allergies you like it a little bit less than seven eight nine you like it more than crazy abcs is that right right okay but i don't remember what i give crazy abcs you give crazy abcs a 4.9 now we're going to do something a little bit different this week since there's a video that goes with this um and what i'm going to do now is we're going to get the stream of consciousness that goes with the kids when they're watching the video um i will be cutting out any of their spaces and things like that so you're not listening to two minutes of silence at times but this is kind of the stream of consciousness that happens when they're watching these videos i don't like the stuff in the background it's kind of loud the drum beating it's kind of weird to my ears i like him climbing the stairs at the beginning the castle in the cloud i like the airplane part in the beginning i like the hippopotamus on the bike this is bishop on the house at night part i like the boat flowing floating on the water spit out of the straw part towards the end. I like that the man's just like running up the stairs. 
and he has such a good imagination and that there's a castle and there's like these little things coming out of it that have bubbles and he can fly on his pencil and there's a bunch of like imaginary stuff everywhere and it's hilarious and a hippopotamus riding a bike and he and the guy just came out of the sewers and then there's like this funny thing that has like a bunch of stuff in it in a head oh my a piece of paper just came out of a head wow and i like this singing it's cool it definitely matches the pictures and it's so funny. The singer had a very like vo- a very good voice that really matched everything in the song. Cause the guy had the funny face, and um, there was like this guy that had his head um like where your shoulder should be, and then the rest of the stuff was all mixed up. <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Bella. You're welcome. Tracy, could you tell us about the appearances? Sure. Take me to a place where music sounds good A place where I could <laughs> So this week's appearance, I, as you know, I like to try to keep it within house, within the, the person that's singing or wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Um, we have enough Steven stuff. Kevin doesn't get doesn't get highlighted enough, um, and we were talking a lot about his drawings today. Uh, interestingly enough, so I actually want to encourage people if you've got money to do so, go out there and buy his drawings. There are drawings of his that are on sale. Um, I'm going to put in the liner notes a place that actually sells some of his drawings. Um, the name of the place is the Art Brokerage, and if you've got twenty seven hundred dollars, they have four different uh, paintings done or drawings done by Kevin um, that are on white matting that are done with pen marker and crayon um, that so he's got the trouble with the treble which I love the the pun that he's using there uh, he's got elf reflection drawings he's got factory tra- town drawing and he's got starfish on ice drawings. <laughs> Um, those are all wonderful. I wish I had the kind of money to buy one of those because they are actually really kind of cool to look at, especially the starfish on ice. Yeah, I actually know all four of those by name. I'm so into his drawings, but um, you can also get <laughs> you can get prints on his website much much cheaper. Oh, for, oh like, good like, to know. And there's like a shop section on his website, or at least that's where I got mine. And you can get them for like. Mm, I'm not sure how much they are in dollars, but they, they're not more than like a hundred dollars at most. So nice. probably more like half that. That's great to know. And I will look that up before uh, this goes up and put that in the liner notes as well. Um, if you live in Canada, I highly encourage you to go out. Um, if My guess is you're not going to be able to find it, but if you can, if they're not sold out for some strange reason, uh, Kevin Hearn uh, and some other people got together, but I think Kevin Hearn's kind of the spearhead on this, um, and they did an album 
um, a bunch of him and his friends to support Music Counts. They released it today as we're recording this on Record Store Canada Day. Um, there's, they do all these different superhero songs. And it's released on an LP, not an LP, sorry. It's released on a vinyl with an actual comic book that they that Kevin actually did some of the drawing in. Um, I, I wish I lived in Canada so I could go out and buy this. Unfortunately, I don't. And they only released 500 of these. Oh. So if you're able to find it, good luck. Go out, buy it. It's only $15. Totally worth it, I'm sure. Um, if not, he did say he did say um, that he will be releasing it electronically at some point, and I really hope he does. But they haven't announced yet that yet. At least as I'm looking on here, and I can't find it. So, also, if you get a chance, if you have not do- done so already, Stephen Page and joined by Kevin Fox and Craig Northey and Liam McKinnon. I hope I pronounced his name right, um, are touring America once more. They have a second half of their tour. They're also touring Canada this spring and summer. So go out and buy tickets to see him. He is absolutely amazing in concert and a lot of fun to watch. So uh, so if you get a chance, go out and see him. And uh, tickets are already on sale. And definitely, Mill, you have your own website. Would you like to throw some plugs in here of places that people can go and read more of your stuff because the articles I've read are absolutely engaging and educational and entertaining. (laughs) No, I don't use that blog anymore and I don't want people going there because it's embarrassing. (laughs) 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 No, Maybe we should just throw it to the get get bare naked then. Uh, Yes, go go give Liam more attention instead of me. It's for exactly that reason that I am so glad I was a teenager before the internet existed because all of my stuff would be out there. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of just early enough to avoid it. I mean, Facebook kind of started taking over with, like, mid-teens. Oh, (laughs) I would have been in trouble. Yowza. Yes. They can read some of your stuff that's on getbarenaked.net. Yes. And you can you contribute quite often to that, right? Uh, once a month, uh, the newsletter. But that's that's it like, these days to the extent. <laughs> it's great. I really, I love it. I think it's great. And <laughs> listeners, if you have a chance, definitely check it out. You're going to have a deep dive and it's fantastic. I know whenever I'm having a hard time pulling up information or facts, I'm always going in there and diving as far as I can into all the different guest articles and in, into each of the Bare Naked News articles that you guys have there mm. every month because there it is a wealth it's of It's a treasure trove. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I have just one big notepad that has all the the H, uh, the, all the kind of links to all the things that I use for the back of the final page or the throwbacks and such. So I'm, I'm kind of... Always competing with you guys in your appearances. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely beating us because there. I will admit, I am thoroughly going to admit right now. Many times, I'm taking appearances from there and from from Liam's own treasure trove that he has on his YouTube fa- page as well, because it, it is a treasure box of information and videos and just great information and and fun ways to get to know more about the band so thank you so kevin has used like a million and one different things to make his artwork 
He's used colored pencils. He's used crayons. There's one thing that is definitely a manism that he has not used to make his artwork, though. Kevin, why have you not used this for your artwork? He hasn't used duct tape. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. you you got to use some duct tape in your art. And speaking of which, next week we're going to be discussing duct tape heart. Perfect. <laughs> I know, bad, bad puns. I have to do my bad puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just... Oh, God, the segs are always so terrible. <laughs> yes. So join us next week as we discuss duct tape art. We probably won't have Aaron next week either, but we should be having another guest coming on sometime soon. And thank you very much, Mill, for joining thank us. Thank you, Mill. This has been fantastic. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget... No regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.